Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Matt. This podcast is your regular dose of uplifting, inspiring, and motivating life changing tips and success strategies to help you create the wealth, health, lifestyle, passion, and prosperity for your own life that you want to create. Welcome to the Prosperity Project. We are back with episode 10 of the podcast. And today we're talking about the top productivity tips for success every day. Every day? Yes, every day. We expect you to be successful every day. Every single, that's a lot of work. Uh, do you know what, that's I'm going to ask a lot for all the commitment from our listeners. Thank you everyone who has been downloading the past nine episodes. We're on to episode 10, can you believe it? Incredible. So thank you if you've listened to any of the past episodes. If you haven't, hopefully today's will inspire you to go back and check the rest of them. But yeah, let's talk about productivity. Productivity, some people think it's a bit of a swear word, but ultimately your value, your happiness, your success, in life, whether or whatever flavour that needs to be, will be driven by how productive you are on a daily basis. What about procrastination? <laughs> that's well, that's another P word that we quite like. <laughs> well, we can obviously discuss ways to combat that, but ultimately, for you to reach any of your goals that you have, these desires, you're going to have to put the action in. And that's what we're hoping today. We're going to give you some productivity tips, strategies that we use, that I use as well, and that hopefully will make a difference in your life. If you want to try one or try a couple of them I really hope you get a lot of information today that really hits home so the first key thing as I said is your life is based on productivity and value and the way to define productivity really is actions you take that are effective so that's really what we're talking about when we actually want productivity it's not just busy syndrome like busyness is not a badge of honor and I find this with people who are trying to balance work and maybe a family or you know a partner lots of different avenues of trying to do and sometimes it can feel like you're endlessly busy but take a step back and wonder are you actually productive are you actually doing the actions that will move the needle forward in some way I definitely remember when I was younger my mum used to be busy all the time <laughs> she still Just, is <laughs> but she's busy busy around the house busy doing this and that yeah. but the day runs away and I'm not quite sure what actually gets done. It doesn't mean that she does nothing, mm. but she's busy, but it doesn't mean productive. Absolutely. And absolutely, there's a big, big difference between being productive, having a list of things that you want to work on and get those done versus mm. just be on your feet and feel like you can't sit down. Absolutely. And yeah, there's a massive difference and busy doesn't really get those things that are important done. And I do think, I've just touched upon that busyness is almost seen, seen as a badge of honour in society. Like to be maxed out every single hour scheduled, you know exactly where you're going. You're maybe doing this, you're doing this, you're doing that. And then the family time or things that actually matter to you is perhaps half an hour in the day. That shouldn't be the case. And you certainly do not need to be busy in order to be successful. So in my kind of course of getting through lockdown, we're on week like 13 or 14 or something in the UK now as we record this over these 13 14 weeks I've had a lot of opportunities to read some great books but ultimately I think I've had to really stretch myself with my productivity skills and I actually don't think I had necessarily the best structure for my productivity in the past and I think I've enjoyed the past 13 14 weeks to really hone in because ultimately I've been working full-time we've had the kids around all the time because there's no schools so we've had to balance me working kids around them being happy and content also just doing 
the daily things to function as a household. So, you know, going to the shops to get the food shopping is now an event rather than, oh, I'll just pop into Morrison's, I'll just pop into Asa. Uh, there's other supermarkets available. Don't just take those names as the only options. But, you know, you can't just pop in the same way that you would have normally, maybe on the way back from school. You've got to plan how you're going to get to the shops, how long are you going to have to wait in a queue. And everything's very much having to be scheduled and fitted in. So I think for me, the past 13 weeks, this has really touched home. And what I've learned to develop even more so is I need to be highly effective in the tasks that I'm doing. So with my day job, I need to turn up when they need me to serve the customer base and whatever they need me to do that day, regardless of whether, you know, the boys are kicking and screaming in the background or regardless if I'd rather just have a chill out day because the weather's miserable. You have to be on the ball. And certainly um, if, you, if you're aware, I actually have a, a YouTube channel and a blog. It's called Mama Furfur where I talk about personal finance and investing and, and success mindset, everything to do with money kind of making money better in your life and I've also been committed to putting out content as we have been with this podcast and we've had to really dial in and say okay when are we going to be productive in the actions that will actually allow the needle to move forward in this project and what I've learned especially during this time is to delegate so during this time I've realized that some of the tasks that we would normally do quite happily when the kids are at school or in the evenings we're just needing to get the balance better and we've had to delegate out other areas where actually my talents or your talents aren't best suited. And I'm not talking about ironing there. <laughs> no, although we have we just... We have delegated out the ironing just in the just past week. <laughs> delegated out the ironing just to see how that works because... And we're open to all one, options. <laughs> I'm the only one that can do the ironing. No, I can do it. I'm just crap. <laughs> I'm the only one that can do the ironing and actually look like things are ironed. So we've delegated that out just to see how that works. But you're right. I think what you need to do is work out what's important, work out how you can fit everything in the day. And also, if you can't achieve everything, if your list is bigger or you have other elements that are maybe going to get in the way just mm. because there's more on your plate, then looking at where you can delegate things mm. or potentially just throw things off the list for a while if mm. they're not so important. Those are key skills in making sure that you're productive. Absolutely. It's knowing what you can tackle, what you can't tackle, what someone else can do for you mm. and making sure that you refine your list so that those things that you can do and that are important to you get done absolutely and that's what I've really honed in on this past couple of months and I, I think probably you have as well you've got kind of better at seeing the things that matter or I would allow life to function still the same you know some things you maybe sacrifice or give up for a short time like you know if you, you think about all the things you might have done with the kids during a day you know when you have to balance me working one of them maybe being at home while the other one's at school you could do different things that would allow the day to still be quite happy and content but now you've actually to sit down and say well the boys have got so much great energy you need to plan their day a little bit and how does that fit in so it's really been insightful and I'll just touch upon the other P you mentioned procrastination now I love a good procrastination session I would love to sit in my pajamas watch some movies relax read a book I love it but there's also a benefit to the procrastination in some ways it's meant to kind of push you to get out your comfort zone it should be 
that anytime you do feel that you want to take a step back, maybe some of the time you actually should allow yourself. However, it should always be with the promise that you're going to do something that, again, an action that moves you forward at the end of it. I think there's a difference between true procrastination mm. and deciding that you're going to, to take a bit out. of time yeah. to relax or chill out. So procrastination, I see almost as when you have a list of a few things that you need to do, mm. that you should be doing. And because of they seem daunting or not inspirational to do, or you just don't really fancy it, instead you sit down and you just mess around for a period of time mm. and you don't get anything done. And that to me is procrastination. And the thing about productivity is you don't have to be productive all the time. Mm. You don't have to schedule your day so that you're back to back on tasks and activities. The whole point about being productive is choosing when you want to be productive, mm. choosing how you want to be productive, but also knowing that sleep, rest, chill out time are all productive actions for your physical and mental well-being. Mm. And therefore having those is productive also for just your quality of life. Absolutely. So proc procrastination with a goal to our kind of release or relaxation is absolutely fine. But I think it's also the balance that procrastination is actually a form of control as well. Human beings, it's in our nature that we try and control external things as much as possible. When we believe a task or an action is going to be incredibly difficult or we're not going to enjoy it. Remember, humans, we want to go towards pain or pleasure. So if we think something's going to be painful, it's going to be you know we might embarrass ourselves it might hurt I'm thinking of exercise or something you procrastinate you avoid it as a way of taking control over the action in some way like if you say I'm actively not doing it the only way to combat that is to actually likely do the action and get it out of the way because then you actually see that it's not as much pain as you would have thought that actually works in with how I've really tried to focus on tasks my entire mm. life get the things <laughs> I don't want to do out of the way because then I can, maximize, can it. I maximize my sitting time afterwards. <laughs> I think you can enjoy a good sit down mm. at any time, but you enjoy it more when you know there's not a list of things to do. <laughs> so I'm always one for get the jobs and the tasks and activities out the way mm -hmm. that you don't You're really want. good at that. Yep. And then you get to optimize your sit down time. It's great. <laughs> it's kind of fulfilled sit down time. So I'll share a couple of things I've learned in the past couple of weeks, balancing a couple of different hats I've got to wear. The first one is from a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Convey, I think the name is. I'll leave it in the description. You can go and check it. I can't remember his surname for the life of me. I do apologize. But the whole strategy that I've adopted in the past couple of weeks, I find really great, especially when I've got to be switching from maybe being a mother to a worker to a side hustler, everything like that, is the quadrant two planning system. I think it'd be really super for anyone who's listening if you're maybe struggling with procrastination and you know there's things that you're fully capable of achieving and you want to have a desire to achieve and basically quadrant two you can go and search online for it as well you draw a four quadrant square which basically is a line horizontal and a line vertical so you make up four quadrants and you basically position important tasks and that are urgent in the top left hand corner so that's important and urgent i.e they have a time specific factor that must be applied to them so for example urgent and important would be anything to do with your health like if you needed to go to a doctor's appointment at a certain time if a, a child needed to go somewhere so maybe they had football practice it was very particular that they had to be a certain time it had to happen the second quadrant so move around the circle if you like top left now move to top right is important important 
but not time-dependent tasks. So important items being you can only action them but are going to move you forward towards your goals. So we now move to the bottom right and that would be tasks that you can likely delegate. So it's not important for you to action them but it's important that somebody does it. So that could be, for example, I'm thinking like the ironing, the cooking. It doesn't need to be me exclusively and it not, you know, not always is me but that's a task that needs to happen so that the family's fed so that we're able to function. And then in the bottom left, that would be tasks that really are a complete waste of your time. So there's no productivity action that comes out as a result. So that could be, I hate to say it, a lot of Zoom calls <laughs> could probably fit in there. If you think about it with work, how many times you get on a call that could have been an email in five minute session, like really quick. So it's things that you're distracted by. So, you know, it could be social media time sits in that quadrant. It can be, as I said, phone calls. It can be also maybe chatting to people that don't then move you forward in some way. It's not uplifting. Even let's think if you're binge watching TV series all night, you know it's not really as productive as you could be. It's not moving you forward. So that's kind of the actions there. And what you would do is when you're looking to actually see what you want to achieve in a week or a month, you'd write down all the tasks that you have to do in your life and allocate them into a square. And essentially the whole point of quadrant two, and I'm not going to go over the whole concept, is that the the tasks that are in that top right corner, which is important but not urgent, are the ones that you should be focusing on the most during the week. So for me, that is, I have to turn up to my day job or they'll fire me. So that has to go there. For me, I'm putting out content. I'm the only one who can write my content, who can film my content. Like this podcast, it would, it would fall in that quadrant there because only you and I can turn up and do that. We can't put a robot no, <laughs> or a child. It. We can't outsource it. However, off the back of it, some of the tasks to do with my YouTube channel, for example, editing so that would actually go in the bottom right which is the important but I could actually delegate so editors could be there people who maybe do thumbnails for my YouTube channel blog posts everything that really wasn't my sole focus could go in that column and we touched upon the ironing you know or maybe cooking could be there really if you thought about it as well delegate that out Um, and that's where you look at your week so like exercise you could actually put that in the quadrant two or you could actually say to yourself I'm going to make it quadrant one but that means that I need to schedule it in my diary and the whole point is you break down your week in that way and then everything that is in quadrant one or quadrant two you put in your your daily calendar in some way so obviously your quadrant one where you've got a specific time factor let's say a business deadline or You know, for me, it could be that we want this podcast out before Tuesday morning, let's say, or something, right? So that would be, I've got a time factor. The latest I can do it is Monday. Have to make it happen. And the key thing in this is your day job would be one of those where it's got fixed timing. You need to do it, especially if you're going into an office or into a building to work, then that will fit into that. I need to do it. It's a certain timing. So that just needs to happen in that particular section. Whereas the important task, so quadrant two, things like when we work out, you know, if we weren't going to a gym class, so that's important to our well-being. But as long as we did it on a Monday or a Wednesday or, a, you know, I mean, whatever you decide, if you want three times a week, four times a week, get it in the calendar, but keep yourself kind of open to when you action it, if you see what I mean. So hopefully that's explained the flow. As I say, the, the book Seven Habits of Highly Effective People is phenomenal. It explains it far greater detail. But I would actually do like kind of a brain dump every Sunday night. It's a great, I call it prep Sunday 
Oh, I love a good prep Sunday you do in our love house. A prep Sunday. We're going to cover prep Sunday on this podcast. I think it's a yeah, great I think so, because concept. there's a lot of things you throw into prep Sunday. <laughs> um, and I like to do a brain dump before I start my week, and literally I I use a couple of apps. So my favourite one at the moment, I don't. I've moved away from paper to do my daily actions. I'm actually using Google Keep. And again, I'll put the apps I mentioned down below um, in the description when you actually, you know, look at the podcast on your phone or whatever. So Google Keep, it's just a note taking app and I actually have like pinned little squares of what I want to do each day and when I do them I can tick the box it's beautiful that sounds very organized <laughs> somebody needs to be um the whole point of quadrant two is meant to be so you move away from a to-do list so this is the problem with a lot of productivity hacks and it, and it really does stop a lot of people from being successful. A lot of people will tell you, and I see it a lot on Instagram, a lot on socials, these big long lists of brain dumps. Okay, so I need to hoover and I need to do this, I need to do that. And it never ends. And often the things that you put at the top of your list that you'll do first aren't things that actually are important that'll move you forward as a person towards your goals. And that's half the problem of a to-do list. Please stop doing to-do lists, make a quadrant to list instead, and you will change your life. So as you said, quadrant two is basically a list of things that need to be done, but in boxes that determine the priority and the importance. And by balancing the priority, importance, time sensitivity, then you can decide which things in which order you do. And those things which are neither important or time sensitive or going to make that much impact can kind of sit on the back end. But also for each person it's going to differ depending on what's important. So for example, going around the house and giving a quick vacuum probably isn't that important, probably isn't that time sensitive. Yes. But it does have a level of importance as far as your cleanliness and as far as your your own well-being as well. So if you're sitting around, you're saying, well, the washing up isn't that important. Well, (laughs) having a sink full of plates and cups and everything being dirty Mm. isn't going to be good for you either. Absolutely. So therefore, it actually has more importance than maybe you would give it at the very start. So don't underestimate how much value various things you have are, but also be realistic. The whole Mm. point of this productivity piece is not to, again, as I said, it's not to be busy all the time. It's not to make you a productivity machine where you schedule yourself back to back every single day of the week but it's more that you can take a look at those tasks and work out which ones are actually important Mm. how to categorize them and then how to schedule your days and your weeks moving forward so that you can tackle those things which matter most absolutely and what it does is it counteracts procrastination right which is the key thing that control element you might not want to do stuff that you know is going to move you forward and you know that it's going to bring you closer to your goals well if you have that rough, rough structure then actually what i would do if I need to at the start is schedule or put in your your notes to say right once I've done this thing I'm then going to take off the whole night and watch Netflix if I want or play a computer game or watch a great movie or you know actually schedule in your procrastination if you like so I'm going to do this thing and then there's my reward and I think it's really important also that people know that you don't need to have a set structure I'm not saying you need to get up at four o'clock in the morning and that's the only way you can be successful that's rubbish as well because equally a lot of fantastic successful people get up at 10 in the morning but what they do is they maybe stay up to midnight instead you know it doesn't matter go with what the flow feels right for your life ultimately I'm concerned and my concern for my family is always prosperity so schedule in the things the actions to do with your prosperity first so that would be eating right if you need to batch cook
cook to make sure you eat decent food rather than junk and things like that put it in this week it's time to change the habits it's always hard at the start but let's do something you know put in time to check your money not so that you micromanage money and you get fearful of where it is but look at your bank statement know how much you're investing how much you're saving then think about quality time relationships scheduling a zoom call right now with your parents or your siblings or your friends spend time with your kids i would really say scheduling or think about your prosperity habits first exercise as well mental health think about those first and then set yourself even one action a day that will move you forward in a goal that you're passionate about as you mentioned getting up at four o'clock or five o'clock in the morning definitely isn't the only answer to get things done i think some people work better in the evening some Mm. people work better in the mornings the first step is putting in place a timetable for those things that you can't move so for example your work or if you need to transport the kids around or anything like that those things need to go into your calendar your diary first so that you know what you're working around and then the next step is to be honest with yourself Mm. and say am i a morning or an evening person (laughs) i don't know which i am i think i'm a mixture of both i like a good morning on my own but i like staying up late as well (laughs) you like a productive morning and you like a slightly less productive evening Mm. for the most part but you need to decide yourself if you need to get to work for let's say half eight in the morning and therefore you need to be up by seven in order to get yourself dressed transported and everything else well do you want to be up before seven in order to get some productivity things done do you want to be the person that gets up and goes to the gym at 6 a.m and some people will say, yes, absolutely, that's me. Yep. Other people will say, no, nope, I prefer to do it after work mm. and that's when I'm going to go. For me, I always found when I was leaving the office that I just wanted to get home. Yeah. I was tired, I'd had enough of the day and therefore morning workouts have always worked better for me. Even now, when I got all the time available, especially when the kids are in school, yep. I can go at yep. any time of day, I still prefer to work out in the morning. So you need to work out what rhythm works for you, what works best. And generally that comes down to your circadian rhythm, which you don't really know what that is. Mm. You'll just be able to see, it's your natural body clock. That's what the circadian rhythm is. It determines when you are more likely to want to be awake or asleep, mm-hmm. when your brain is working a little bit better, when your hunger kicks in, all these things. <laughs> That's all the time for me. <laughs> it's different for um, most people and you get little peculiarities between individuals. Mm. But ultimately you need to understand that and be honest with yourself. Don't mm. be the person that's setting the alarm for five o'clock if you're never going to get up at five o'clock. Mm. And don't schedule things for times when they're not going to happen because all that will happen is you'll schedule things, you'll put them into your calendar and then you'll feel bad that you haven't done them. Exactly. And the moment you start to miss one or two things, mm. then you think, oh, well, that's the day ruined and you don't end up doing anything. Mm, so, I th- yeah, I'm sorry, I was just going to say, I think that's what I love about the quadrant two method. It's that kind of stripping it down and the whole point of to-do lists I think you end up feeling guilty anyway when you do those massive daily dumps of information there's there's kind of like everything you've been thinking about right down to the precise detail and you're worried that if you don't do some stuff stuff then you suck as a person and that's what we want to move away from it's actually highlighting how productive you actually are and there's a great concept that's from Japan and it's called Kaizen I don't know if you've heard of it but essentially what it means I think it was in the Toyota factory it was first started many years ago and the whole way down from senior management 
to a, a ground level employer just working on the production line, they were actively encouraged to look out for ways to 1% improve their actions and their work. So it didn't matter if you were someone at the bottom of the food chain or the CEO, your job every week was to find a 1% action. And we can relate that so much to our normal life. There's a 1% action that you can do every single day or every couple of days that will move you towards that goal and I would really and there's a great book that's called the 12 week year that I've mentioned a couple of times on this podcast where basically it's getting in the habit of pick one to three goals every couple of months so it's 90 days you know 12 weeks overall and I would really say once a month pick one goal and then your goal should be during a course of a week write that as one of your quadrant two actions that you could take towards it so for example it could be that you want to start a podcast well what's the one action you could do once a week or twice a week to make that happen well you could actually research how to start a podcast that could be the task for this week so at some point you'd have to find out what equipment you want what's needed for actually putting it up there do you see how you could then break it down so having that goal and working towards it is key and as you said it's one percent you don't need to be jumping out of the gate trying to get to a finish immediately Mm. it is just that tiny step as you mentioned if you're looking at doing a podcast the first step would be just what's involved Mm -hmm. and you don't even need to have all the answers by the end of the first week first day whatever it is you can just learn a little bit about it and then you learn a little bit more most things in life most successes are just a series of tiny little steps things that you probably can't even measure that get you to where you want to be and that's where I think a lot of people feel daunted by activities and that is also one of the things that kills productivity looking at a task and feeling like it's too big because you're focused on what's at the end of it rather than just taking one small step at a time looking at a piece of research buying a piece of equipment or just researching a piece of equipment seeing what things make a difference and just doing something just getting started that is productivity right there it's getting you moving even if you are very small step towards the goal and the goal still seems like a long way away you just keep making incremental steps and then suddenly you've done that task and you can move on to something else. Absolutely. And the the key hack, the ultimate hack for any level of productivity in your life is really understanding the vision of yourself you see being able to do that. And often when people struggle with the minute actions that they feel aren't getting anywhere, they lose sight of that original vision that they saw of their self to motivate them, to get them excited about why are you doing this? And also the greatest tool that we have is our interest intuition and our own internal knowledge you have a completely different way of thinking from what I do everybody does who's listening and that's for a specific reason you have desires for a a way of expanding you as a person of the things that you can achieve in life you'll always imagine yourself hopefully with the greatest success possible and you'll know inside you've got all the resources you need to get you there it's just about remembering every time we put that barrier and say oh I can't do this I'm going to stop you actually can see yourself achieving it and you're going to be guided on the way so that's my kind of last major hack would be actually go back to the reason why and the vision of you creating these things in your life focus on that even when the times are tough so that you know that if you take one step 
in the right direction that feels like it could possibly move you forward, then you're going to reap the rewards in that. Because ultimately, as we always say this, and we do this with, with our business, with life, we're going to try stuff that feels good in the moment. It's not hurting anyone else. It's not going to cause damage to our relationship or the family or anything. But we're going to take the action. Let's say we just mentioned about the, the dry cleaner. So we're getting our, our laundry ironed. We've never done it before. But it felt like a quite fun thing to try out to see if it maybe helps take some of the the mass ironing away from you you know once a week or every couple of weeks and see if it doesn't end up working out we're okay with having tried it because at least then we kind of tick the box as a possible solution right absolutely that's the difference i think between being productive and successful Mm. and maybe not moving forward is that ability to give something a try the ability to take a look at what's possible and just put yourself out there to do it and then be open to it failing but also know that you've not put so much into it that failure is catastrophic mm-hmm. that's the thing about the one percent if all you've done is one percent of effort mm. and then another day you do one percent of effort and then you find it compounds that it compounds <laughs> so absolutely you make a big difference in where you're getting to and how close you are to the goal mm. but the flip side is at some point you might find that it's not for you or mm. it's not going to work or it's something you're not as passionate about as you thought and often as not you'll find out well before you've put too much time into it and that's okay the whole point of life is to try things to experience things and to sometimes find that things just don't work mm. that's cool there's yeah. nothing wrong with that it's taking the lessons and the education from that yep. and using that to help you move forward in other areas exactly and the key thing is with success ultimately you deep dive down and it's actually people's habits that have driven that success so productivity is just like anything else it's a habit you're practicing making steps that are as efficient as possible towards your goals and the best thing you can do if you are looking to change any of your direction is copy or look for someone who's achieved what you want to achieve so if for example you know you're looking for someone who is maybe a woman who's maybe got a side hustle there's plenty of people on social media I'm not going to put myself out there but you know there's things you could say right I'm going to find someone who is achieving what I want and I'm going to find out what they do on a daily basis that moves them forward and it's all to do ultimately with systems and that's why a lot of the time a lot of the the big things the big phenomena that do so well are things to do with exercise systems eating systems I'm thinking of it like all the diet apps you know like Weight Watchers and different things that you you can sign up for because it's a system it's a system that drives habits and therefore people get success with it so if you go right back to basics that one percent is going to happen not through one day but actually a system of habits happening it could be that you have a system to do with your your mindset so you, every day you read 10 pages and a personal development book there we go you're developing a system that allows you to expand and be successful in that area exercise you don't just go to the gym once you put a system in place and I know like for you Matt your system is pretty much daily exercise that works for you for your you know mental health you just love doing that well, I love having the time to do that to focus on myself absolutely I work out between five and seven times a week but for me especially when you look at things like going to exercise The worst thing you can do if you haven't done exercise in a while is go into the gym and blast out a session and work really hard for a stupid amount of time, two Mm. hours just powering through because you are going to ache, you're going to hurt the next day or two (laughs) and that's going to put you off going again. The best thing you can do, especially if you're starting out in anything, is go and take it easy and just put in the time Mm. and then the next time 
put in the time and again take it easy and what you'll find is that taking easy happens to be a little bit more effort each time mm -hmm. because you find that you're just quite good you get better <laughs> at it yeah and therefore naturally you're going to make it harder for yourself mm -hmm. over the course of time even if you're not really pushing mm -hmm. that walk that you did in the treadmill will gradually become a jog mm -hmm. now, i'm not saying don't push yourself don't stretch yourself but i think one of the biggest mistakes people try to do is jump out of the blocks sprint along as fast as they yeah. can in anything and then find that they can't keep up that pace or that the process isn't enjoyable mm -hmm. and that's because you haven't focused on bedding in your skill set, mm. bedding in your understanding and taking your time to really understand what you're doing and to get the most from it. Absolutely. So that's why the 1% also to me is not just do something that takes you forward a little bit, but also try to restrict yourself. If you don't know that much about it, if you're mm. inexperienced in the area, don't go and try to get 10, 20, 50% all in a day <laughs> because that's probably going to put you off. Mm -hmm. The amount of work involved, the amount of stress it might bring, the amount of questions it brings rather than answers. Yeah, absolutely. You're actually best off just with most things taking it gradually and easy at first. Mm. And as you get a feel for it, then your experience grows and then you can work out how best to utilize your efforts to get the most from it. Absolutely. So yeah, for this podcast, the summary really is for us. If you want to be more productive, if you want to be more successful, your definition of success is completely unique to you. Ultimately, we want you to achieve your dreams and your desires. And so your version will be completely different from someone else. However, there are a couple of different fundamental things that you can do. And it all goes back to your systems and habits. The first one I'd really recommend is if you want to consistently be achieving something that matters to you, go back to basics. Think about doing, as I said, that quadrant two mind dump. So do your brain dump of everything you think you have to do, you think you have to do that is, and then actually look at what do you truly have to do you personally to move the needle forward on the things that matter the most to you. So do that planning, even for just this week to try it. And I know you're going to see a huge improvement overall in your feeling of actually achieving because everything else that might not have been important will just pass away and half the time you find it sorts itself out naturally anyway like if I don't do the the washing up or load the dishwasher the pixies and the elves do it anyway so it's not completely dependent on me but take that time to think about could I plan my week with that fluidity to actually achieve some of my one percent goals break down your successful goal that you want to see achieving in the next month or next 90 days and list one action that you can do consistently every day or every couple of days and start to make that a reality give it a, a certain day that you're going to achieve that and then my final tip and our final tip and strategy would be realize that your intuition and your own unique character and thought processes that you've built up over your life they will guide you to the things that will allow you to be successful it might end up that you try some stuff and it's not the route so that I'm reminded of a fantastic quote that Thomas Edison said about making the light bulb I don't know if I've mentioned this before have I I don't think you have no so basically he was asked you know how how long did it take you to make the light bulb happen and he said basically he found 1,399 ways to not make a light bulb and then he found the perfect way. So that was the whole point. He knew he had this goal and so he was determined that he was just going to keep trying anything that felt right until he got to that goal. And that's how it should be. You know, realise whatever inspiration you have to try any systems, to try any habits, you're going in the right direction, even if the direction is that you've got to learn about something momentarily before you get to the right thing. So that's it from us today. 
Thank you for listening to episode 10 of our podcast. Episode 10. Episode 10. <laughs> and if you did enjoy it, or, you know, even if you didn't, go and leave it a five-star yeah. review. Leave <laughs> yeah, a review Yeah, especially if us. you didn't like it, leave a five-star. Anyway, it kind of fools us into thinking you did. <laughs> exactly. Other people might find it and listen to us and enjoy it as much as you have. Also, we've got various YouTube channels. Yes. What have you got going on? Um, so I've got the Mama Far Far YouTube channel and blog. You can go to YouTube slash Mama Far Far and find me there. I talk about money, personal finance and success mindset. Plus, we have our family channel called The Kempson House, which is behind the scenes of life, entrepreneurship, family life, all day hustles, everything like that over on that channel. And I've got my book, The Master Money Blueprint. You can check it out as well on Amazon. A book? A book. I'm also recording the audiobook right now. It's very exciting. Oh, that'd be good. I know. I'll look out for that very soon. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Please do listen back to any episodes that you haven't caught. And we'll speak to you very soon.